Hey guys, that's Pixel East 34. You're 34, right? Did I get it right this yep. time? Still yes. 34. Pixel still 34. I'm Kubo. I'm 28. Welcome back to No Content, guys. Uh, episode number 20, which is actually, I don't know. I can't believe we're episode 20. You know what? I'm giving myself a round of applause. Yeah, I'm clapping here. You know, back. good job. You know, pat yourself on the Let's back, go. Pixel. Good job, buddy. We made it <laughs> 20 episodes. Probably the most consistent we've ever done anything in our life. Um, right. <laughs> probably, you know, longest relationship I've ever been in with somebody who's not oh, a friend, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, you know, because apparently Pixel's not my friend and, you know, all that other what? good stuff as well, you know, Who from says? what, from the fan mail we get, you know, I'm using you for views. You're not my real friend. We actually hate each other or whatever. So, uh, you know, that's pretty sick, bruh. I'm, I, I appreciate it or whatever. No, I, you know what? I appreciate that they're fighting for me. <laughs> yeah. You have, a, you have a, you have a voice out there. Anyway, guys, episode 20, just wanted to thank you guys all, depending on where you're listening to this, whether it be live on our Twitch, on uh, YouTube VODs, or on Spotify uh, and iTunes. I do appreciate you guys. I, I know Pixel will say the same exact thing. So I'm kind of speaking for him, but. Thanks, guys. Uh, 20 episodes of this podcast that Pixel and I started because there was no more Twitch news and we wanted to just talk about our weeks, stuff like that. So shout outs to you guys, I guess. And shout outs to the influx of viewers that we got from our old podcast because we finally decided to post some something about it on the old one because we totally forgot about you guys. So my bad. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so because of its episode 20, we kind of talked about this, I believe a couple of episodes ago, we did kind of tease or mention that we wanted to bring on special guests or just friends or family or loved ones or whoever it might be on this podcast. So, um, the most requested actually, to be fair, sh shout outs to Eli. Sorry. The only requested person to come back from the podcast out of the two guests that we ever had was Blake. So he's back. Give a round of applause for Blake. Blake's oh, heck back. yeah, baby. <laughs> I'm back. Blake is back. I believe if you guys are new here, Blake was on episode like 14 or something and he filled in for Pixel and Pixel uh, was doing his sisterhood of the traveling pants cross country road trip to find himself <laughs> or something. He went out in nature, guys. That's all I remember. No, that's exactly what I did. Yeah, exactly. So Blake is back. He's been the only and also the most requested uh, person to come back on the podcast for some reason. Uh, no idea why. AKA we got like six emails about him, mostly from people in Israel once again. So shout outs to Israel. Not sure why you guys love us so much, but I appreciate you guys. <laughs> Mashalom Ka, my brothers. There you go. You know what, <laughs> what did you even say? What, what does that mean? Uh, it means, wait. It's either asking how are you, or it's a response to how are you. Okay, I think it's how are you. Okay, and so now we don't it's have flexible. any more fans, and Blake's off the podcast. This will be his last episode back. Oh, great. Um, come, Blake. Yeah, this is this is gonna be a crapshoot. Um, okay, but anyway, before we really dive into what we're gonna be talking about today uh, in this episode, I just kind of wanted to make a couple of announcements. Uh, one. Uh, this is like a beta test. We're kind of using Blake as a beta test. We've never had more than two people on this podcast at any given time. So this is the first time that we've done three people, which is kind of like nerve wracking. We're not sure how the flow is going to be or anything like that. So please email us, tweet us, send us snail mail to our non-existent PO box and let us know how the podcast is when it comes to like volume levels, as well as just like interaction and stuff like that. Um, I think, believe when pixel and i first started this podcast we wanted kind of a smaller podcast because a lot of other podcasts out there on youtube and twitch are very much like 
52,000 guests on our like they have like 18 guests on our podcast and everyone's like talking yeah. over each other and it's like they they take seven hours to listen to and they're awful so uh we're trying three for now and so that'll be good um so yeah just let us know how we're doing give us that feedback we really appreciate it as well um Next up, I guess, uh, next episode, episode 21, we're going to bring on Pixel's friend because everyone was complaining that they only that I only brought on my friends. So Pixel <laughs> is bringing his friend, an actual friend, because I'm not his friend, apparently, according to some of you people. <laughs> and, an actual friend. Yeah, so we're going to bring out, uh, over his friend. I think we believe we teased it last time, but we're bringing over his friend Nadia uh, onto the podcast as well. So it'll be good to get some female insight on probably... I don't know, the day in the life of a female. Because really, we don't really have that many controversial <laughs> topics on this podcast at all. Um, but yeah, I guess with that said, um, you know, I guess we can just get started. I guess for everyone who hasn't uh, listened to your episode, Blake, I guess just brief rundown who you are, how you know me, how you know Pixel, like what a relationship is, etc. cetera. Uh, my name's Blake. Nice to meet everybody. Um, I met Kuba through our church probably like five, six years ago. Yeah, sure. I don't that know. Sounds accurate. Um, and I think like he mentioned he whenever I, I remember that one of the first things like Here we go. I learned about Kubo was that he was really into Pokemon. <laughs> and that he did a Pokemon podcast. Oh, okay, I remember this. And I just, <laughs> I remember going up to him like, "So you like Pokemon, huh?" <laughs> Who did you hear that from? Because I don't think I directly told you that. I think it was just like one of those, like we were going around in a circle, oh, okay. like introducing yeah, yeah, ourselves. Yeah. Or so I was like, "Oh, this guy's a nerd," <laughs> <laughs> and then we became best friends ever since. Yeah, <laughs> and then and how play did you games meet... together? Yeah, and then how did you meet Pixel? I met Pixel through you. Mm-hmm. You guys okay. met at TwitchCon or something? TwitchCon and... twenty sixteen, Pixel. Yes. Okay, twenty sixteen. Yeah. And I I feel like I met Pixel online first before I met him. Yeah. Sure. But... Accurate. Did I think that's accurate. I think we met at BlizzCon, right? Yeah, probably like face to face was at BlizzCon. Okay. I'm like, oh, you're real. <laughs> yeah, because that was that was back when check. like yeah, exactly. That was back when like TwitchCon and BlizzCon had those horrible schedules. Oh, I remember that. Remember yeah. that when they were like a week apart from each other, or like yeah. maybe like three, two or three weeks apart? Because I remember we met and then. We hung out like for two pixel and I hung out for like two hours and then you had to go somewhere and I don't think I saw you the rest of TwitchCon because I was only there for a day. And then I think like the next week or maybe the week after you got a Twitter mm-hmm. and then you followed me on Twitter mm-hmm. and then we hung out and did hookah with Eli by your place. Yes. And then yes. I think like a week later you were at BlizzCon. Yeah, that, that I think, sounds I think about that's right. like the timeline. So that probably is accurate that you met Blake at BlizzCon, I would assume. Right? Right, I think so. Yeah, there, yeah, there was no right. other way I could have met Blake, I don't think. Yeah, so, oh my gosh, that BlizzCon was ridiculous. <laughs> that, there's like nothing we could, there's not, 
it was that BlizzCon was actually ridiculous, like in, in a good way, I guess. You know, <laughs> would you agree? It was it was insane. Like all these things happened, and I can't believe they actually happened. Like that one time we got into the actual Twitch party. Like how? Did okay, this I was happen? trying to avoid saying that, but yeah, you know, you know, we got to, <laughs> we got to a Twitch party and stuff. Yeah, I guess we can just ex expose that or whatever. Yeah. I still have that picture, that like Polaroid or something like somewhere in my room or whatever. Of like all of us or whatever. That was pretty fun. Oh yeah. So fun. Yeah. Forgot about that. <laughs> it was it was a weird it was a weird I, night. I have it somewhere around here. I yeah, for sure. It. For sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, um, I guess it's just a quick update on who Blake is and what he's all about in life and stuff like that. I guess just moving on to like just general news or whatever that we have I, we actually kind of have topics constructed for this podcast which is pretty amazing um the first one is we wanted to give an update about <clears throat> the streamer that we're not going to name names on this podcast because we're ethical like that but we reported <laughs> last week that there was a streamer who yeeted her cat over her head and <laughs> um it caused like a lot of like controversies and stuff like that pixel and i covered this before and kind of expressed like our concerns about it and stuff like that. I think, you know, the general consensus was like less about the animal, even though that was more important, but more of like keeping consistency when it comes to Twitch's community guidelines. We've had other streamers, big and small uh, compared to this streamer who have also kind of done the same things to animals, like throwing, throwing their animals and stuff like that. And we've seen them get punished as well. And mm -hmm. so I think, Pixel and I, I believe the last time we were like, this is kind of bizarre that there was no like punishment at all, considering mm -hmm. that we've had like a consistency of like what should happen um, on the platform or whatever. Um, so update, apparently the streamer wasn't lying and she did contact like the Canadian version of animal control or PETA or whatever. Um, they posted on their Facebook um, a couple of days ago that they investigated her, interviewed her, went to her home, checked everything out, um, got testimonies from her, and I guess, like, she lives with someone, like a roommate or something, and that everything was checked out, apparently. That she seemed very apologetic. They said that the clips weren't... The clips provided um, weren't enough evidence to process her for anything, and that at this time, they don't feel the need or urgency to remove the animals from her home. Um, hmm. So... I guess that's that. <laughs> um, I'm assuming that's probably what I would assume Twitch was waiting for. Um, if the answer was something different, right, where it was like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna take your animals away because you did do this," I feel like then Twitch probably would step in and be like, "All right, yeah, you are getting in trouble for this or something." Mm -hmm. But it seems that everything's moved on since then. Um, the streamer has still not streamed, by the way. Um, I think mm. since the incident has happened, she's been like totally quiet and stuff like that as well. So I don't know. What is your guys take on this? Do you think that it was like deserved justly? Do you think that she should have been banned? Do you think um, like what did you think of just the overall situation after finding out this news? I guess Blake can go first, then Pixel sure. can follow. Um, like I've kind of been following it a little bit, but I'm not super in the know. Um, just from, I think there was like one streamer where I saw a clip where she basically did the same thing and she was banned. I don't know if it was a temp ban or a perma ban. A, I think I know what you're talking about, but it was 30, it was 30 days for that. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it, it was basically the same exact thing. And so just in 
keeping like uh, similar punishment. I feel like either way, if PETA, uh, where whatever whatever PETA was, didn't find anything, they still should have enforced the ban, just to be consistent. Gotcha, gotcha. Pixel. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna say that the uh, the SPCA um, of Canada, I believe that's their their name, their official yeah, name. Yeah, I think so. Um, if anybody has a vested interest in finding out what happened to these animals, it's them. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, they did an in person inspection, and so any kind of injuries would obviously be very, very noticeable whether it's because of like alcohol poisoning or just a physical toss, like they would be able to tell that like immediately. Mm-hmm. And animals behave a certain way when they're abused. They're very like afraid of human contact and among other things, they're like, they, they are a lot more aggressive or they're a lot more scared. So they checked for that too. And I'm going to have to side with the SPCA and whatever findings they had because they're the ones with the most evidence. Right, so I right. just have to, I just have to like trust that they knew what they were doing. They had their, the animal's best interests in heart and just, you know, we just move on from it, you know? Right. I, I think the overall like general issue of like, for me at least, um, is just that like, Oh man, I, I feel like with other streamers, when they get in trouble with this type of stuff, right, <clears throat> there's, like, clear, like, just immediate, like, instantaneous, like, regret, for the most part, right? Not just, like, with just situations like animals, but if they slip up and say something they shouldn't say, or if they're too aggressive to someone, or whatever it might be, there's, like, instant regret where it's like, whoa, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said it, like, let's chill, let's chill, let's move on, let's forget it, right? And I think, mm-hmm. like, the reason why this blew up so much is I feel like every time she has been in some type of controversy, whether it be um, with, like, this animal thing or whether it be for, you know, other situations because she has been in controversies with, like, you know, with YouTubers and stuff like that as well <clears throat> and doing stuff on their platform, she just has this, like, <clears throat> like narcissistic, like, smugness about her you know what i mean like it doesn't seem like mm-hmm. there's like any remorse it's almost like okay so what yeah i did that like who cares you know what i mean sure, and i yeah. i think if she didn't have that type of attitude or whatever i think a lot i think this situation would have been brushed under the rug so much but like her responses to everything and just like that attitude that she conveys is just oh it's so yeah, bad yeah. i it's gonna happen like it's gonna the thing is like the next con i I hope that she's not part of another controversy, but if she is, it's just going to keep stacking like against her. If she keeps having this like attitude about herself. And I think that's something yeah. that needs to change. I, I think my issue with it isn't <clears throat> like the safety of the animal. Like I've seen cats jump from like two story buildings and be fine. The cats are pretty hardy. So like a, a toss three feet, isn't going to do much, but I think it, it was more of like the act of, throwing an animal even though it's not harming it it's like if a streamer as like a prank or something as a joke they like self-harm or whatever like the clips you see of people like intentionally falling on something and they get banned for like showing self-harm i think it's a similar context where even though the cat wasn't gonna get hurt or even if it did it would probably pretty minor 
like just the the fact that they were disregarding the animal's well-being even though it's it's like so it's so minimal like i think they just have to set that standard rule just like how they do with self-harm in that right uh, <clears throat> yeah that's a good point <clears throat> um it brings it back all to like i don't know i so pixel and i started our previous podcast together around the time that the, the twitch tos were going to be updated and I feel like at the time, Pixel, we had a lot of fear or like uncertainty about like how this is going to go, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we were more leaning to the point of like it doesn't matter if like all these categories were going to be broken up because I think at the same time the TOS was going to be updated, they were going to like change the IRL categories, right? And like split up mm-hmm. that. It was like it didn't matter unless like Twitch enforces their rules, and it, it seems like Twitch isn't enforcing their rules <laughs> to like some <laughs> certain degree. Um, which is hard. Like I'm not. The thing is, like, it seems like a super hard thing to do with a platform, like, so large. Mm-hmm. You know, um, with, like, big streamers always having eyes on them for, like, any little thing they're doing. But then also, like, smaller streamers probably getting away with stuff that, like, you wouldn't really know that's, like, happening. Because, like, who knows? This probably could, there probably could be way worse stuff happening at the bottom of Twitch that, like, we have no idea that's going on right now, you know? True, yeah. <laughs> and sure. I mean, just look I, at the just chatting section every now and then you'll see Yep. The... <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um. I I don't know if you guys heard about the like the friend the person in France about that stream that recently happened um at all um uh-huh. with, like the female and in the France community no, So I don't think I did. So um I you know this is like a third party thing that like I'm I'm hearing this from I actually heard it from another podcast but a pretty prominent French streamer he was streaming and usually he um, you know, at the end of his streams, he'll go and find like random streams and like host them. You know, he usually sits at about like 800 to 1,000 viewers. And apparently, he just kind of scrolled all the way down, you know, whatever section of game he was in, or I believe it was just chatting at the time. And he found like a stream. It was like a, a girl, it was like her third or fourth stream. And he clicked on the stream. And I guess she was like actually self harming herself, like legitimately self harming herself. Mm-hmm. And having like a psychotic hmm. episode, uh, and she had like not a huge following of, um, she didn't have a huge follower base or viewership, but it was double digits, and apparently was in maybe you know over a thousand followers or something, right? And the stream had been live for like a couple of hours, <clears throat> so hmm. he actually like contacted French authorities and stuff like that because he recognized like a poster in her background that's like from his local like from a city that's like around his area and like contacted them and then he ended up having to talk to like someone on uh at twitch because he was a partner so i believe he contacted his partner manager and got her stream like shut down and then Mm -hmm. the update was that eventually like her mom was contacted and told about it and apparently the girl's fine but she was having like a psychotic like self-harming episode and stuff like that and uh he was like, this happened, like, he streams, like, weird hours, obviously, because uh, he's in Europe. So he's like, this happened probably around, like, 4 or 5 a.m., like, our time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, and like you don't see that on, like, any subreddit. You don't hear about that on anything. So it's just like, and he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think I would I would have ever known that if I hadn't scrolled, like, all the way down. You know what I mean? Like, who knows what else could be happening on the platform? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I don't know. It's an It's an unfortunate, it's an unfortunate circumstance with how big Twitch has become, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but like, I don't know. What do you guys think could 
be used to like improve Twitch in and of itself with this stuff. Like we have this problem with YouTube as well, right? Like YouTube is so mm-hmm. automated now and people hate it, right? But at the same time, it's like, what else are you going to do on YouTube? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> when it, it, it's so, it's as big or whatever. And, and who knows if Twitch will ever become that big, but it is the number one like streaming platform currently right now. So, I mean, what mm-hmm. else could Twitch really do to like, you know, help their moderate, like help the moderation team or just in general, like moderate Twitch better? Do you think it should still go on like just user reports? Like, does the team need to grow? Does it need to get like an automated botting system? Like, mm-hmm. what do you guys think? I, I'm not really sure because I feel like with streams, you, until you get like image recognition, which I'm sure is like maybe barely Google tech, like being like top of the top. I don't. I don't know if there's anything you can do to automate it rather than just having just someone just scrolling through streams all day and moni- monitoring different channels that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking Twitch is kind of like the Wild West. Mm-hmm. Anybody can stream. Like Anybody can just like open up OBS, start a new Twitch account, link it together, and start streaming. I wonder if there's a way to kind of nip things in the bud before it gets to the point where you need a moderation team like banning and checking every channel. Like, how do you get to the point where you can actually start streaming itself? Because maybe there's a way to uh, prevent people from just doing that. You know, people starting up like, you know, uh, graphic channels on uh, just chatting or whatever. Well, I mean, with the whole artifact thing, they did make it so you had, before you even start streaming, I believe you have to have a verified email now, and mm-hmm. you have to set up two-factor authentication on your phone. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't, you probably, there's probably ways for people to get around it, but for, like, your average Joe, it's still a little bit more work, you know? Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's fair. But, yeah, it's, um... It is really the Wild West because, like, if you look at any other type of media, like, you have to go through a lot of gates, a lot mm-hmm. of, like, checkpoints before you can actually start broadcasting to a larger audience. And Twitch, YouTube, they don't really have that um, that gate. And so, like, anybody can do whatever, and it's, like, up to everybody to, to police it. You know, you're kind of opening the Pandora's box once you allow that to happen. Right. It's, uh, I don't know, it's rough. I I wish, like, for someone who mods for some streamers as well, like, I wish one of the things that Twitch would at least do is be a little bit more, um, like, communicative when it comes to, like, at least, like, bans or timeouts. I I think, like, even just with, like, this, um, with, like, the Salinity situation or, like, with her or whatever, I feel like the thing is, like, at the end of the day, like, it's great that she didn't stream right like during this whole (laughs) controversy and stuff like that but at the same time i i feel like what would be good is if there was at least like a temp ban put on the channel or put on these channels like immediately until at least someone Mm -hmm. can like review it right because i think another issue with like twitch in general is somebody will complain and i've had this happen before in the streams that i moderate for where the whole stream will go something will happen maybe that's a little controversial 15 to 20 minutes into the stream and then six hours later the stream ends and then the person is is banned right and it's like wait mm-hmm. why were they banned like what's going on like we don't know there's been six hours of footage it's like oh it was this thing that you did 10 minutes into the stream 
You know what I mean? Mm. I feel like there should be like some way for like Twitch to like, you know, shut down the stream very quickly, even if and for like maybe even an hour or 45 minutes. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. be like, hey, um, you know, your stream was reported for this. We're checking your we're checking to see if it is. Oh, you did do this. This is like punishable. Okay, uh, I'm sorry, but here's like a three day or 24 hour ban or whatever. And then if it's not just Mm -hmm. be like, whoops, sorry, we made a mistake or whatever. Like continue Mm -hmm. on with your stream. Sorry that interrupted like 30 minutes of your day or something. Yeah, like something that's a little just... bit more proactive. I can see it being abused, though. That's the issue. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I feel like it's like some sort of clip system. Like, or you know what? Here's what you were banned for. You can view the clip, review it yourself, or just even like a written report. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if they were to implement like a live reporting system. So, say if a stream gets a certain percent of reports per overall view viewer count like say if like 20 percent of your viewers are reporting a stream for something then that would that would flag the stream for uh twitch like support to come in and monitor the stream right so it's sort of like a self-policing system where it'll alert someone like immediately if something's going down i don't know yeah because like yeah it's just there's so many issues like and it that algorithm has to be something where it's like um it has to be like a certain percentage over like maybe that person's like usual viewership or usual report threshold or whatever because i know mm-hmm. like actually recently like shroud talked about this so i feel perfectly fine talking about on street on the podcast on stream but i remember like shroud was saying like he gets rep- he says that like he talked to his partner manager and who knows if he was supposed to say it but whatever it's out there but he gets something like 7,000 reports an hour (laughs) every hour that he streams because it's like people trolling people like sending in reports that are like, he sucks. He's aimpotting or just like stupid crap. Right. Because anyone can Mm -hmm. report. So then I feel like the issue is like if shroud were to do something bad, right. Like, I I wonder if like Twitch is just like, eh, auto ignore. That's just a bunch of trolls again. Or if someone really does like take a look into that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I feel like that would be good if they had like some type of algorithmic system where it's like, okay, we're getting like a way higher influx of reports or whatever from like his actual people, like uh, profiles that follow him, profiles Mm -hmm. that subscribe to him. Cause I feel like, um, you know, with these subreddits that like clip these fails or bannable things and then they all go there and flood in and report or whatever. I wonder Mm -hmm. if like that's like Twitch is like, okay. These are trolls because we see that they got it from an outside source. They're not even following the channel. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. if like an algorithm was sent to a place where it's like, no, there's like an influx of people reporting said channel and they're their followers and they're their subscribers or whatever, that might hold a little bit more weight right. to like the reporting system. Because I don't know if you guys have ever like reported a Twitch channel on Twitch, but it's pretty janky. It, like it's, it's not the greatest. Yeah, you kind of have to go to their channel and just go through a bunch of menus and type in descriptions it takes a lot of effort and i think that system is designed so that you don't like do this you don't like just mass report because it's supposed to be a little more difficult than just like clicking a report button right which i get but at the same time it's just like i don't know it's so cumbersome and it's not easy to use and there's no real way to like link stuff or like specifically say stuff you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um no it's true like for example i went to my own channel right now Please don't do this, anyone who's listening or watching. But it's like, describe how this user is inappropriate. It's like site suspension, chat, ban of agents, self-harm, violence, harassment, hateful contact, offensive, impersonation, 
Um, extreme violence, underage user, cheating an online game, prohibited game, miscategorized, bits acceptable use, use policy violation, other terms of violation. And then if I click one of these, I can't choose multiple, first of all. I can only choose one. And then in my descri description required, it's like a four, it's a 300 to 400 character limit on mm. like the reporting, right? Yeah, I feel like it would be better if you could like just even like link clips or something like that or link some type of VOD stamp or something like that. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, using some type of like i know pop-out system or whatever because then it's like a lot of the report like i feel like a lot of these streamers that get caught up in these subreddits the reports are probably just really stupid <laughs> you know what i mean mm -hmm. she threw yeah. her cat period Sign. <laughs> right and it's like okay that's no context to that you know what i mean right well there is um uh, going back to uh ways you can kind of discern like the we from the chat um i was thinking you could actually have a legitimate report if a bunch of them are happening at a very specific point. Like a spike. Yeah, like a huge mm -hmm. spike in reports. Like that could be like a sign that, hey, something is wrong here. If Shroud got like, you know, 500 within a minute, mm -hmm. that's um, like a very specific minute within like an eight hour broadcast. That could be really, really relevant. And that could be something that you could look at. And it would be easy to create like a histogram of, of uh, reports over a certain amount of time. Right um no for sure yeah, it could also be like a bot network but <laughs> that's another issue yeah it's true um i don't know i just feel like youtube like it's just gonna go the way of youtube <laughs> eventually it's gonna have to i don't know how but mm -hmm. like for all the good and bad that youtube is like like i don't know the bot the botting thing on youtube like just bot moderating and stuff like that i mean it, it's there for a reason just because you can't have like half the population pretty much just like watching other people and like policing the other mm -hmm. half who's like like content creating and streaming you know what i mean yeah um and Since... i think for the most part the algorithms have worked okay <laughs> <laughs> you know in general actually you know youtube's going through the issue where you know copyright strikes are happening a lot yeah so they're going YouTube. that they're going through the false copyright thing and there's a lot of companies that have been popping up for third-party copyright strike stuff i actually yeah. looked into that for a while but you can actually hire third-party companies that basically know the youtube copyright algorithm and you can copy strike anything that has your name in it or it has your content in it because Right now, what's the big thing on YouTube? It's these like clip channels, where or as like Twitch people call them, clip chimps, where they literally just take <laughs> a bunch of your clips and upload them to YouTube of like a certain stream. You know what I mean? So and so's top mm -hmm. clips of June or whatever, and upload them before anyone else can do so. And so you can actually hire these companies to like copyright strike a ton of your stuff. Wow. Or whatever, and so that's caused issues as well, or whatever. Um, <clears throat> which is pretty interesting. I actually got. This past week alone, I don't know what it is, but uh, this past week alone, I got 50 copyright strikes on my YouTube channel. Wow. And, ridiculous. And like half of those have actually been for podcast episodes because Pixel and I talk about a streamer or we talk wow. about something that's been going on in the scene and we get a copyright strike notice from those people or whatever. Wow. Just mentioning names? Yeah, because they know the algorithm. So they're like, hey... Just to let you know, like, we're copyright striking you and you need to take this down or this audio is going to be muted or the advertisement's going to go to X, Y, and Z company or whatever. And it's like, I look up the company, it's like some third party, like, copyright strike company or whatever. And it's just like, what? Okay. <laughs> That's ridiculous.
Like, yeah. so are, do they actually have people listening through the entire podcast, or do they have some sort of? Um, I think it's just. Uh, I think it's just. I just think it's. Yeah, I think it's just like YouTube software audio recognition, right? I would assume because it's a vo- It's a video. It's not live, so it's probably easier to detect. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Probably this podcast is going to be copy striked by the copy strike people that just copy striked me fifty times. You know what I mean? Right. Like, just mentioning that. Like, I don't know. Whatever. I don't make any money on YouTube. I don't care. But it it is weird that I've just been getting like all these emails and stuff like that. We'll show this Ryan Kubo guy. Yeah, I'm gonna hire a company to copyright strike anything that I mentioned, which is literally nothing on the internet. So that's great. <laughs> um. Anyway, the last words, final statements about this whole situation. It's pretty much dead. Like I said, you know, it's been resolved by Canadian authorities and stuff like that. We can all move on to a, a you know, the, on the, a new a new streamer. We can, you know, figure out if they should be banned or not or whatever. But uh, yeah, <laughs> mob any, justice. Yeah, mob Jeez, justice. The mob mentality. Uh, any, I guess, any last closing thoughts on this or just moderation on general Twitch, the community guidelines? I think we've pretty much said it all on this topic. Yeah, pretty much. I just hope the Twitch yeah. community kind of settles down and, uh, I don't know, moves on, hopefully. I don't know. Yeah, settle down. And um, also, you know, I, I do hope, you know, I do not, uh, I want to say that, like, the moderation team, like, that job must be super rough as well. And uh, yeah. just in general, dealing with this type of stuff, especially I feel like, with like these subreddits that have popped up, you know what I mean? And we all know like what subreddits we're talking about. I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like once clipping became a thing on Twitch, Oh my gosh, it's become a lot mm-hmm. more like drama filled and like, you know, T you know, TOS breaking type of stuff has been reported more often or whatever. So mm-hmm. uh, I just hope that they can try and keep consistent in some way or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, totally. But anyway, uh, next topic that I want to talk about, and I really hate bringing up this game because I don't play it and I don't really enjoy it myself, but I feel like it's something that we need to talk about because I do feel like we're on this weird cusp of just esports in general and stuff like that. But I did want to talk about the Fortnite World Cup um, mm-hmm. and kind of just go over that and kind of segue <laughs> into probably just like esports in general and just how, you know, I don't know how much esports has grown since, you know, I was a kid for sure, but um, the East, uh, the the epic Fortnite World Cup happened this week um, over on the East Coast or whatever. If you guys don't know what that is, it pretty much was like a ten week online qualifier where the best of the best players competed, and then they had a two day event, I believe, three day event <laughs> for solos, duos in a creative competition, which I did not expect as well. Um, Basically, yeah, first place um, was $3 million, which was insane. It's the biggest single-player prize pool of any eSport ever, of any eSport mm-hmm. title ever in history. I believe if you got last place, you were still awarded $85,000 for coming in dead last, which is insane as well. No, it's um, nuts. It, it's actually I feel that's like actually uh, insane or whatever. Um, if you guys didn't see as well, I believe day zero they had um, a prop hunt. If you guys know what that game is, um, it's basically where you hide as props and people shoot you. It's like hide and go seek basically <laughs> with guns. Um, but I believe a streamer won that. His name was Scizor. He's with FaZe Clan and he was awarded I think three hundred thousand dollars for first place for kind of like this streamer showdown, like creative championship thing. Like it wasn't even the actual like solo and duos or whatever. Um yeah, it's actually insane. The guy the guy who won solos, um, he was a sixteen year old kid 
won three million bucks. Um, there's also some pretty wholesome stories as well. I believe fifth place, which got three hundred thousand dollars, went to a sixteen year old kid from Argentina. And keep in mind that's three hundred thousand dollars US. <laughs> so you know, uh, some of these people from like other countries or whatever. Um, you know, it's a ton of money and a ton of like uh, cash when you convert it to the currency as well. Um, but I kind of just want to talk about just esports as a whole how much it's changed um regardless of i think what people think about fortnite um you know for better or worse it is kind of pushing the esports scene i know that it could obviously be improved a ton i have my own personal feelings of battle royales as an esport um mm -hmm. but and i do feel like epic's just one of these companies that's like we're just going to keep throwing money on it <laughs> and and it'll do fine but um, I don't know. What do you guys think about esports nowadays, and just like how much that's changed? Um, it's gotten very like corporate too, as well. We should mention as well. Uh, I don't know. What are you guys' takes on it? What do you think, Blake? Um, I think it's very forced. Like a lot of a lot of it is very forced. Mm -hmm. So, like say for Fortnite, if they didn't push for it to be an esport, I don't know if it ever would have been type of thing but they've they've got like so much money to back it that they're kind of artificially making it an esport like as soon as they stop putting money behind it i can't imagine people having like backyard tournaments or something for fortnite like they maybe would with another game mm -hmm. that is more esport friendly i don't know yeah, I will say that it has done a lot for the esports community. Like, I don't think before this they've ever had an esport where they've been able to get celebrities to show up and do like exhibition games. Like, I can't think of anything involving like League or Dota or CS:GO where they just were able to do that. They had that that public, um, you know, perception that this is an accepted thing. You know, this is a this is a cool thing for celebs to do. This is going to get a lot of people like watching. I mean, if you got some random person to go and play League, I don't think they're going to, like, do very well or be very fun to watch. But Fortnite, just it, it made it just a really good spectator, you know, event, just when uh, a celebrity joined. I, I really think this is, this is a good thing, that, that regardless of what happens to the game, it's bringing a lot of visibility to esports in general. And it's bringing legitimacy to it. Like that's the that's the most important thing. Like regardless of what Fortnite becomes, people will see esports as something that you know you can be a part of and you can have a future in. You know, it's a it's a thing that it's 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 not geeky or nerdy or whatever. It's not a bad thing to be a part of anymore. Yeah. Uh, I, True. I can, yeah, that's good I can definitely see that. Um, it is pretty crazy. Like as you mentioned, like the celebrity thing for sure. Uh, I remember like the last pro am, which I believe was more international. I think the first pro am was mostly people based in like America and Europe or whatever. But I believe in this pro am, they had a lot of people from like Japan and Korea and stuff like that, which I thought mm -hmm. was really interesting. But it was pretty crazy. Like I remember like one of the Korean, like one of my friends, like she doesn't watch Fortnite or like really know about video games at all but she was like yeah my favorite korean drama actor is going to be at the at this video game event and it was the fortnite pro-am and like one of the, they actually got one of the korean players to his duo partner in the celebrity match was like this really famous korean actor 
mm-hmm. or they had like a guy from Japan and his partner was like the number one like record producer in Japan and wow. stuff like that. And it was and like the guy's like, yeah, I play all the time. <laughs> so like <laughs> that, that was like pretty wild, um, like wild to see. Um, I also agree with Blake's point as well, though. Um, I feel like we have sur- see, growing up for esports with me. It was like. You know, I grew up with like Super Smash Brothers and fighting games where it was kind of like these local tourneys and they had to like self-regulate and self-host themselves and have like no backing of anything from the company itself. And we're definitely moving into like this weird like we're in this kind of like weird middle ground with everything where it's like, okay, um, like now the corporations are going to become like they're backing esports, right? So like we have like even like Overwatch League, for example, it's backed by Blizzard and they have their rules and regulations. And then we have like Epic with Fortnite and they have their rules and regulations and right out the gate, you know, and it's sponsored by them. You know what I mean? Whereas I feel mm-hmm. like even like a few years ago, you know, four or five years ago, let's say with like Heroes of the Storm, a lot of like the first tournaments for that were like community tournaments. And then Blizzard kind of jumped on and said, OK, let's do this. You know, let's make our own thing for it or whatever right but you don't really see that as much in like um in esports anymore like games are in beta and it's like people already announcing i'm looking at you artifact like a one million dollar tournament before the game is even out and available in public like they're already got like tourneys like like lined up and apparently ready to go and stuff like that you know what i mean um Mm -hmm. so it is i don't know it is like a weird time that we're in or whatever and Maybe I'm just a little bit old school, but like, um, like for me, like esports, the reason why I enjoy watching it is because of the stories and not necessarily the game, right? Um, so a lot of the times in like fighting games, I really like fighting games because like two people go out on Twitter. Like, oh, you suck, whatever. Okay, whatever, next next tournament. Like, if we meet in pools, like, $1,000 on that match. And it's, like, all of a sudden, like, this pools match, not even, like, a top 64 match, like, a top 256 match, all of a sudden has, like, a $1,000 bet on it. And then, like, mm-hmm. somebody beats someone else in that match, and it's, like, you know, it it's, like, the underdog wins in that just this pools match, and all of a sudden there's just so much trash talking, so much hype and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I feel like... I get where esports is going, but I'm kind of a little disappointed that it's so clean. You know what I mean? That there is none of that, like, kind of trash talking or whatever. Um, you know, one of the things, like, I don't really watch UFC a lot, but I think my favorite part of UFC is, you know, love him or hate, it, hate him. I really like Conor McGregor because of his trash talking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, before, after, yeah. during a match. And it kind of sucks that, like, you have these, like, very clean like esports tournaments now where people can't even like say anything remotely upsetting because it will upset partner like you know uh sponsors or partners of of the broadcast which i kind of get and i kind of don't at the same time i feel like in Mm -hmm. some regards esports is somehow more clean than say traditional sports now where these basketball players our baseball players or whoever are like they get catching on their wives or they're partying up all late and stuff like that. And it's like they're not getting fines, mm-hmm. like they're not really getting in trouble. But if like an esports player does something remotely bad or calls someone remotely like a bad name or whatever, or calls them stupid mm-hmm. or whatever, it's like, oh no, you're <laughs> fined. You know, the, the game company goes so harsh on them. You're suspended for four games. You know, and you didn't shake his hand, you're out for five games. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. stuff like that. And I feel like 
that's part of the reason why I can't get into a lot of esports nowadays. Um, at least from like bigger companies, or maybe mm-hmm. from like the mo- more popular companies, is because you don't. It's so clean. It's so you know PG in my opinion. You know. Sure. Yeah, I, I, can, I can see that. Like it's um, it's kind of like in a fragile period of time where if they slip up it means that they could lose a lot more than the, the NFL, for instance, could lose. Right. Like, you know, if, if some player of an esports messes up, that's bad publicity for the company, for the game, for maybe the, the, the organizer of the esport event. That's a lot of people, you know, who have to bank on this event succeeding. Mm-hmm. And they don't really have, like, an established thing to fall back on. Like, you know, mm-hmm. one football player messes up, then, you know, the entire sport doesn't go under. It's just that dude. Right. So it's kind of like in this weird phase where everything has, to, everyone has to tiptoe around so that it can build that, you know, they're going back to that legitimacy thing, you know, to eventually become this successful and, and self um, sustaining thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just hope that they we have get a lot more to prove. Yeah, that's too. Yeah. <laughs> I I think that I don't know. I think that's changing like a lot or whatever, just like video game culture in general. Um because um I know Pixel probably pro- Pixel's older than us, so he probably I don't know like it kind of was the same for me, but it kind of wasn't. But for me like video games were always like this thing that was like I wouldn't say like nerdy, but it wasn't like I feel like even when I was a kid like it was more acceptable than usual. But maybe that was different for yeah. like Pixel or whatever. I know with like my dad, it wasn't really like acceptable. It was like considered like this kind of like mm. dorky or like nerdy mm-hmm. type of thing or whatever. And like, yeah. whether regardless of your feelings of Fortnite, like I don't know. Like I know there was like this. There was this clip that like went viral on Twitter where like everyone was making fun of these kids or whatever. But it was at like a preschool or something like that. And the TA or something was like recording him. It's like, uh, <laughs> it was just like. Uh, what do you guys think about Fortnite? And like immediately, like all the kids in, in the preschool just started like chanting like "We love Fortnite!" and like a bunch of them started doing like iconic like Fortnite dances and stuff like that, right? Yeah, and like yeah. to be fair, it was like a little bit, uh, you know what I mean? But in my opinion, like when I saw that, I was like, "That's like my first instinct." To be honest, was like, "That's really cool," because mm-hmm. like as a kid growing up, primarily playing video games like a lot more than the average person in my classroom or whatever. That would never happen. You know what I mean? That would never be like cool or like okay for a classroom, like for me to do. You know what I mean? Because I would mm-hmm. be like ridiculed or made fun of or whatever. Like, oh, look at this nerd. And it was cool. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like in preschool, they're like kindergarten, they're kids. You know what I mean? It's kind of cool that as these kids, like this whole classroom's like into video games, like it's accepted by their peers to like do these like cringy type of dances. Like, right, once again, regardless of how you feel about it, I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To see like this cultural impact that like a video game has done to like you know like up and coming kids and of all ages mm-hmm. you know it gives them a common bond that they can connect with right. build friendships that normally probably wouldn't have been just because they didn't have anything in common right yeah it's kind of cool and mm-hmm. that would not have happened when i was a kid i think we can probably all <laughs> like we probably yeah. could all vouch for that one or whatever <laughs> like yeah. i don't think there were there would be like any of that type of stuff going on or whatever yeah, yeah. sure I remember whenever I started getting into gaming in, like, junior high, mm-hmm. whenever I found someone else who, like, built their own computer and was into, like, Counter-Strike, like me, or, like, World of Warcraft in high school, um, 
it was always like, oh, nice. Like, there's someone else. Because I feel like most of the, everybody else that I knew, they just weren't into games. They're always like playing sports or just not playing games. So it was like, it was cool whenever I met another gamer. And like, we had yeah. that bond. Mm-hmm, and then yeah. everyone else started like hopping on the gaming bandwagon. And then it became more common. But yeah, you guys might not remember this, but I'm going to show my age here. Go I for it. A time, yeah, I remember a time when not only was it really rare to find another gamer, but like we didn't have the internet. So what? whenever you were stuck, <laughs> we, we barely had mean? working internet <laughs> with an 8800 baud modem. Oh gosh. But um, <laughs> that's worse than dial-up. Yeah. Um, but we had a time where you know if you were stuck at a game, you had to call a helpline. You didn't have like anybody else to like talk to or anything like that. You were you were on your own for the most part, and nice. like your family was into it. Yeah. So you had to call like this this one nine hundred number, not one eight hundred. One nine hundred because like they could charge you. It was like four or five ninety nine per minute to get oh help. My oh gosh. my god! <laughs> did you ever call it? No, I never did. My brother did. He's older than me. <laughs> but uh, he got like help with. Um, uh, I can't remember what game it was, but like he actually called up like the Nintendo helpline to get help with a game so he could keep going. <laughs> you reach someone on the other line who had had like a guidebook and would just like look through the walkthrough and be like, oh, yeah, you have to do this, this and this before you can get to the next level. Wow, that's amazing. Huh. That So we've come a long way to like, you know, be able to just like connect with people who are are. um you know, like-minded enough that we can just right. have this experience together. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, look at just like, uh, just look at Pixel and I, right? Like three years ago, like we didn't know each other, and we met like technically at like a video game convention, and mm-hmm. now we like hang out, do a podcast together, like hang out IRL, go to events together. Like that connection wouldn't have formed if we didn't have like some type of like common interest, right? Um, so I mean, there's even that or whatever. Um, I think. We didn't have hotline numbers, but I do remember back in the day, like, um, wanting to always go to the grocery store with my mom, um, because they had like this huge, like magazine aisle or like magazine rack or whatever. And like, they, they had like all the like walkthrough guides for games. So that's what I did. Oh yeah. It was like that. It wasn't like a phone number, but like I went to like. I would like sneak away and go to like the magazine aisle and like look up like there was like this like there was like this magazine I distinctly remember or it wasn't even a magazine it was like a, a, a what do you call it? like a guidebook or like a handbook and it, I distinctly remember it's called Cheat Codes for Kids 1998 mm-hmm. edition <laughs> and it was like in Comic Sans like on the front cover and stuff like that <laughs> and it was probably like 600 pages and it just had like, all the cheat codes for like oh, N64 man. like PlayStation and I used to like sneak a pencil and a piece of paper in like my little jacket or whatever and like write down cheat codes in this book because my mom would not buy it for me you rebel (laughs) so that that's like that's what i did like uh back in the day for like my cheat codes or whatever i had that i had a book like that actually it was like it was thick i remember being about the size of like it was like two inches thick this book was huge it had every single published game for the snes Mm. and had cheat codes for it all i think um it might have been like a Game Genie uh, companion guide or something like that. Wait, nice. you don't, do, do you guys know what Game Genie is? Yeah, it was before Game Shark. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? Am I right? 
I think what well, wasn't uh, Game Genie part of like one console and Game Shark was another. I don't was remember to be honest. I remember game. I, the only time I ever encountered a Game Shark was my friend Game Sharked a bunch of like Mews, like into his Pokemon Red or whatever, and then he was gonna he, oh, he was yeah. gonna trade it with me. But we decided to do it during class during uh, state testing. Mm-hmm. And so we had the link cable or whatever, and the teacher was walking by, and I, I swear to this day that she did not see it, but he freaked out and, like, pulled away, and it ripped the link cable out and corrupted my game. Oh, and no. I was so mad because I had just used my Master Ball on Zapdos, because I had oh. just gone to Zapdos. It was my first time playing Pokemon, and I was so mad. And then, I re- and then someone told me after that not to use the Master Ball on Zapdos, so um okay well you could have fixed that mistake that was my only time with game shark so i don't know i don't know what game like where game game genie was from but i've heard the name yeah game genie was uh, i had one from my uh, genesis and like it was like the size of a cartridge itself and so you had to stick that in first and then you stuck the game cartridge in on top of that so you had this like tower of cartridge that was like a foot tall like sticking out of your genesis looked ridiculous yeah i never had a sega genesis Ah. So that <laughs> I was I was always a Nintendo guy. We had one guy in our neighborhood and he um he his family refused to get him Nintendo systems or PlayStations because we all had them. So literally hmm. his family was like just leech off of them <laughs> and yoink their systems and play with them cuz why like the logic was like well like five people in our neighborhood have an N64, why get another N64? So he was like the only one in the whole neighborhood who had a Sega Genesis and then a Sega Dreamcast mm. and mm. the PlayStation 3 when everyone had Xbox. <laughs> so like when the online stuff came, like Poor he guy. was pissed. Yeah, he was pissed because he didn't understand. He was like, Mom, I can't play with them online. It's like, yeah, you can. The PlayStation has online. <laughs> and yeah. So did he eventually get like a Mac too because everybody else had PCs? He actually, his family were huge Apple people. Oh, really? So I remember when we all got into Diablo 2, he couldn't play at the time because it wasn't ported to Mac. And then we <laughs> did Warcraft. We went to Warcraft 3. He's <laughs> like, just go to your friend's house and play it on their computer. <laughs> oh, man. There, there was lots of sleepovers at my place where he would be he would be either on a console in my room or on my computer in my dad's room at the time in the office playing whatever he wasn't allowed to play and then me playing like some other game as well like separate wow. so like he would come over and like play warcraft 3 like dota 1 and then i would mm-hmm. be in the same room but like on like nintendo 64 or something else like just playing something else man but there was a lot bad. of there was a lot of that or whatever i'll never forget this one time i was at best buy i think it was around christmas mm-hmm. and uh i i was standing in like the game aisle and I overheard these two parents talking to each other, and they're they're buying a gift or like a game for their son. It was they're looking at Call of Duty, and I forgot which one it was, but they were looking at two boxes, and they're and one was like the one that had just come out. It was oh, like no. all the rage, and then they uh-huh. looked at the other one. They're like, "Oh, this one's cheaper. Like, let's just get him this one." And I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> No one, no one's gonna play that game anymore. That poor kid. Oh, <laughs> gonna get an old game that no one played. It's so sad. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember. Um, one of our neighbors like was the first one to get a Wii. 
the Nintendo Wii. They were like sold out everywhere, right? And I believe we were still on PlayStation or I think we were on Xbox 360 at the time or whatever. And I remember like when Call of Duty came out, his parents bought him Call of Duty, but it was for the Wii because that was the only system he had. And we had it for Xbox 360 because uh-huh. like he like begged his parents to buy him like the game and the system to like play with us or whatever. And they just bought him the game, but for the Nintendo Wii. Which you can oh. imagine didn't have a lot of a big player base. Yeah, I believe it was like just... World at War, and we played it, and it was so bad. No, like, I haven't. You use the nunchuck to move, and then you get the wand, and you have to like point at the screen and like shoot, and then like to reload, you had to like press the trigger button and kind of like flick your arm behind you to like reload or something like that, or like tilt it oh, to the left or tilt it to the right, weird. and then I think like to change like weapons or grenades, you had to like flick up or flick down really quick or whatever it was it was weird it was just bad it was like bad controls and at the same time couldn't play with us and then on top of that it's in 480p because the Wii couldn't push out to like it wasn't even 480p it was for the Wii could only process to i think 480i right or something like that it wasn't even like true 480p yeah it was not the best hardware at all like it was leagues <laughs> behind like playstation and xbox at the time yeah, so I was just like, oh, oh no, poor guy, poor guy. Feels bad. Yeah. You guys have any more like crazy or like? Did you guys? Okay, did you guys ever have like, uh, like gamer rage as a kid? Like, did you guys ever deal with? Because I, I'm an only child, so my gamer rage was just me like slamming my Game Boy on, on the ground or something like that, right? Like, oh, this is so stupid. But like, I didn't have siblings growing up. Like, did you guys ever experience that? Like gamer rage, like against your sibling or something like that? I didn't have gamer rage, but my brothers did. Oh, okay. Like, they, like between they each other? Some... No, no, it was to the oh, game okay. itself. Oh, okay, and okay. Like, yeah, like, um, I remember uh, they were playing Super Ghouls and Ghosts. It's a first player, it's a yeah. single player game. It's a knight and, game, right? You're a knight? Yeah, you're a knight. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Toss lances. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Com- like, renowned for being, like, super, super difficult. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, the horrible thing about the game is when you finish it, it tells you that everything was a dream and then it brings you back to the beginning of the game and you have to run through the real game. Wow. What a troll. Who's the troll developer who created that game? It was like the biggest slap in the face. Holy and crap. I just remember hearing my brother throw the controller on the ground and, uh, it just like never really worked correctly again. Like the button went in at the <laughs> wrong angle. <laughs> oh, no, it's like that was that was the two player controller from now on. Like I didn't even want to touch that thing. Like yeah, it was oh. like, that was some rage. And I mean, like <laughs> my brothers, like they 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 get rage all the time playing games. Like any kind of multiplayer game. Oh yeah, whenever they sure. get killed in like uh, I don't know Gears of War or whatever. They just rage. I just hear screaming profanities from the from the basement. And like, <laughs> I didn't have like siblings, but I like co-op split screen. Like it got so heated sometimes. You know what I mean? Um, like as kids or whatever, especially playing like GoldenEye 64. Like whoever the jerk was who always like we banned odd jobs so many times in our play <laughs> sessions and some jerk would always try to like sneak it and yoink it. And of course, like we're on a CRTV, right? And so it's like a four player s- split screen thing, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen that like image where 
these dudes actually cut out pieces of cardboard and duct taped them on their CRTV along the black line so people actually oh, yeah. so people had to like stand or crouch. We should have done that. But like we, we there was like certain people that we used to play with, uh like in childhood or whatever, that like were like we would not play certain games with them because they were just like notorious for being like screen lookers. like that's what we would call them is just like screen lookers like it like because it was so obvious (laughs) that they knew where we were and they were like killing us from like behind or from like weird spaces or whatever and like Mm -hmm. probably like one of the first like biggest fights we ever had and i think this got us like kicked out of his parents house like i don't think we were allowed to go back like the rest of our childhood or whatever maybe not until like high school was like so we, we were playing at a friend's house and his parents are like pretty like like they're pretty conservative i guess you could say you know what i mean um so like they didn't really like video games uh i don't think they really liked us in the house in general because they were more of the parents are like you need to go outside and play and stuff like that so mm-hmm. it was already one of those situations where they had begrudgingly gotten like an n64 so we're playing goldeneye and uh of course the kid who's the screen looker is you know it's his house right so you know it just becomes apparent after maybe like 30 minutes maybe even less that he's like screen looking like all of our screens like it was just so obvious and i i don't know what came over like one of my friends but he just started calling him like a screen like a screen looker like just yelling it at like my friend like just like you're a screen looker you're such a cheater like blah blah like so mad and at the time we were young right like when an n64 came out it was like 97 98 so we were like seven or eight years old so like we weren't like swearing or anything like that but i don't know what came over this other guy that we knew but for some reason he just got like so mad he started calling the other guy who was a screen looker a screen hooker like and i don't know i don't know why it was it's the funniest thing but the guy that we were calling screen looker was like you can't prove it no i'm not like i don't care i'm not a screen looker and so like we call started calling him like a screen hooker and i don't even know if he really understood what we were calling him or why we were even calling him that but he got so pissed that we were calling him like a hooker basically he's like no i'm not a hooker like i don't even i don't even know what that means but i'm not like i'm not looking at your screens guys and then like it it just pissed him off so we just kept calling him that and his parents got so mad at us like i just remember them like they came in like they had like a like a sunroom like threw open the glass window of the sunroom or whatever and just like grabbed the cartridge like out of like the system itself or whatever and just started yelling at us and like we were banned from his house for like ever like at least like four years like we were not allowed to come over like since that day basically like any time we wanted to go to his house to play n64 um he would have to like ask it's like okay well who wants to come it's like this person this person like ryan this guy and they would be like no they can't none of them can come over because of what they said last time that was inappropriate they shouldn't have called you that and it was Screen even, hooker it was even worse because like his parents defended like his parents were like defending him and didn't even understand like what was going on you know what i mean so like mm-hmm. he like on top of it he still he still went around for like the next four years being like well my parents said i wasn't a screen hooker and then like <laughs> we would still call him that like all the time or whatever like we never invited him to our house because he was uh... a screen hooker but i don't know why that that was like i guess my rage inducing like multiplayer moment i don't know if you have like any rage inducing like moments like that blake um the only one i can think of was uh when i was younger me and my brother had a n60 and every once in a while, my our mom would 
bring us down to Blockbuster to rent a game oh, for like the weekend. Yeah. And one weekend we picked up some WWE game. And oh, was it, we the, were, it is it the blue one or the black cartridge? It was a different color uh, cartridge, right? It wasn't like the traditional gray remember. cartridge. I think I know what you're talking about. We didn't have it for very long. Right, right, right. <laughs> <So> what, <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> okay, okay. So what happened was me and my brother were playing, and he was doing some cheap move where like, I couldn't get up. Like He just kept spamming it, and my character couldn't get up, and I was just losing. And um, I got so mad that I just like screeched and like attacked him. Like, <laughs> like I ended up like just biting him. Just out of... Oh my gosh! Wait, how old were you? Uh, like seventeen. <laughs> get out of here! No, get out of here! Uh, I don't, I don't know. Probably, I was probably like eight or something. Oh, okay. wow. And uh, so. Like, we got into this big scuffle, and my mom came in, and she's like, that's it! No more of this! And she, like, ripped out the cartridge, and then went and took it back, and we weren't allowed to play that game again. Wow. That was it. What what uh, character, what wrestler was he using? Do you remember? I don't know. We we barely played it. Until it was taken away. I learned something new about Blake today. Yeah. I learned that he bit people as a kid when he got really pissed <laughs> off. I I mean, to be honest, I'm still pondering why I called people a screen hooker. <laughs> and like why you that screen was... hooker. Yeah, it's got him really pissed off. And I don't think he ever realized what it was for like years. And that followed him for like ever. Probably until we were like in high school. We still called him that or whatever. Because he Does was he still a... remember that? I think if we, I think if I ask him about it, he would probably laugh about it and be like, "Yeah," <laughs> <laughs> like he, you just have, you know, you just have those friends where they have an excuse. Like especially in childhood, I think you always have that one friend that always makes excuses for everything. Like they can't take a loss, right? So, um, like uh, I don't know if you guys follow the fighting game community at all, but in the fighting game community, it's called like a John called pulling a john and it started because like some guy apparently <laughs> at a fighting game community uh, tournament named john would make up excuses every time he lost and would try to like reset the match so he'd be like dude mm. no i wasn't ready my hands were cold or like no dude i wasn't sitting in the left chair my character was on the left i need to sit on the left chair i was sitting in the right chair like can we redo the match and apparently he just did this consistently and so, like, it became, like, a thing on, like, 4chan and, like, other forms back in the day where it was, like, we don't want any people like this guy, John. So then it's just called, like, No Johns. But uh, mm -hmm. we had friend like, he was this friend of mine. He was the type of kid that would pull Johns on you all the time, right? He would just be, like, we'd be playing football or something. He's like, no, I got a bad start, dude. Like, I slipped. Like, I'm not wearing the right shoes. Or, like, you know what I mean? Just, like, excuses like that. So he was just notorious for doing that. So I'm not surprised that he was like the screen hooker <laughs> in our group. And like to this day, he would probably laugh about it. But then I think at the same time, he would probably still claim that he never did it. <laughs> to be fair. So, but I'm glad yeah. that I learned so much about you guys <laughs> and about rage inducing moments. Actually, Pixel is probably the one guy that like didn't actually have that many rage inducing moments. Y yours is mostly with your brothers, right? Do you have like a personal one, Pixel? 
a personal like rage inducing moment with a game yeah that you can remember from like childhood or anything man i can't really remember any i'm trying to think i was pretty like tame i didn't really get like any any, like rage inducing moments because i didn't play that many multiplayer games and so like i never really had like that opportunity to like rage on people it was it was always just raging against the game, and if I got to that point, I would just stop playing. Okay, so Pixel is the sane one out of us three. Got it. He's <laughs> actually the smart one. <laughs> no, I, I was never. If the only games that re, the only game that really pissed me off game wise was COD. Something mm. about Call of Duty just pissed me off. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I don't know what it was, but that was the one game where, like, I would slam my controller, I would, like, swear up and down, and stuff like that. That was my only game, really, ever. And then, obviously, like, when I'm a little kid and, like, I'm too stupid to understand, like, what the mechanics are on, like, a Game Boy game or something, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, the only game where, like, when I was older, where I was, like, really pissed off at people or whatever, was, like, probably, like, Call of Duty, you know? Like... It was my like, first time having people. Xbox Live. <laughs> you know, COD, COD lobbies got always got heated. You know what I'm saying? You're trash! Yeah. You screen hooker! <laughs> and they'd be like, wait, what? And I'm like, nothing. And then I'd just leave. Cry. Um, but, I mean, uh, I don't know if you guys have checked out, like, Splitgate Arena. It's like a recent, like, first-person yeah. shooter game. It's kind of trying to take over, like... I think it's pretty much dead. But, um... It's uh, it's like kind of like Overwatch trying to compete with that or whatever, but it actually has like when you die. So when you die to a player in the game, you get to talk to them, and it's like the most funniest like toxic mess I've ever been in. Uh, oh so for gosh. example, like let's say Blake and I are reversing each other, like it's team based. It's like five v five. It's kind of plays like quick. But let's say like Blake kills me, then when I'm dead for like you know thirty or forty seconds or whatever, like I can talk smack on Blake and only Blake can hear it in his headset and Blake can communicate back with me as well. So he'd be like, hey, screw you, dude. Like, okay, let's, you know, 30 seconds, let's meet here, man. And this game came out like last year. <laughs> so like, it's so fun to like kill somebody and then for like 30 seconds, like, oh yeah, you think you're good? Oh, you're missing now. Cause like once you die to that person, you can only spectate them. So just it's constant trash flow or whatever. So it's so funny. Like when I was playing it or whatever, like I'd kill like four people and there'd be like four people in my voice head, <laughs> like just like trying to distract me, like talking smack. Cause you had like four voices in your head for like 30 seconds, like talking smack with you. Uh, and then when you change sides, there's like a 50, like they know what they're doing with the game, but like for like a 50 to 60 second, like change sides or whatever, you also talk smack <laughs> to the whole team. It's like, and it open, it open mics your mic. There's no push oh, to talk. Wow. It forces you to do open mic during those times like even if you have your mic muted in game during that like 60 second like switch sides portion your mic becomes open mic so then like the lobbies during open like, yeah screw you guys like you suck or whatever like just people just cussing at you and this game came out like last year it's great that's why i used to love the call of duty lobbies where like you'd have like this super intense match but there was no like all talk or anything so you go through this super like intense match then you go to the lobby and immediately everyone's just like you suck you suck. and then it queues up for the next game and that's- <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny i loved it Talk as <laughs> much trash as you could halfway down their throats yeah 
See, yeah. if you can survive oh, a gosh. Call of Duty like pre or post lobby with the trash talking or whatever, you have thick enough skin for anything. Yeah. Like just anything in life, because there was so much trash talking in that game or whatever. Mm. But if you want, if you want a game like that nowadays, Split Gate, Gate Arena, it's so funny. Like it, it gives you a headache after like an hour. But it was just like so funny because like I just there was like this one guy who I just like kept like repeatedly killing over and over again. And at some point, he just, like, kind of had, like, run out of things to say. So he would just, like, blow into his mic super loud for 30 <laughs> seconds so he couldn't hear anything. Because it's, like, all he had is a comeback. So he just, like, <laughs> like super loud in his mic or whatever. And, like, I couldn't hear myself. Actually smart. And the thing is, like, your team comms are still going on as well. So, like, you're fighting, like, both levels of the person you just killed as well as, like, the person, like, your team comms, like, trying to communicate with you. Guys, I can't hear you at all. There's an idiot blowing in my mic right now, like, in my headset right now. I, I can't hear anything. <laughs> it, it, it's, just, it's just so good or whatever. Um, and uh, they, they re not recently, but about uh, six months ago when the game was popular. I think the game's completely dead, unfortunately. It just didn't catch on, like, maybe 2,000 people playing it at a time. They had like a streamer tournament for it, and that was just so good because it's like only streamers. So it's like mm. Summit 1G, like Lyric, like all the big people you'd expect, like Shroud versus like Force in, like this guy, this guy. So people would die, oh, and wow. they were just like memeing the whole time or whatever. Like I'm pretty sure Force just had like a mic, like had his like phone up to his mic and was just playing like gotchi music when he died or whatever. <laughs> so people just like heard that. Like Summit 1G had like a voice changer and was like doing like impersonations. Like XQC was just stuttering and just like. Um, incoherent for 30 seconds or whatever <laughs> it, it was great i i miss proximity yeah. chat i miss it a lot or whatever. i had never heard about this tournament like it was all. yeah it was like it was on a really weird weekend it, i almost want to say it was like around the time of like blizzcon because i remember i didn't watch it live mm. i watched like vods of it in like clips so like some type of tournament was like going on or something like that so i i don't know like we we missed it, but I, I gotta pull out some clips after this. It, it's definitely good for sure, for sure. <laughs> All right, yeah, I gotta see that yeah, for sure. Um, I guess really quickly, Pixel, did you watch? Did you read Bakuman at all? No, I didn't get a chance to. Okay, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're not. The tab, the tab is open. I swear. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, I guess that's pretty much like rounds up everything that we that uh we should talk about it's the podcast has been going for like an hour or so so it's probably like a good time to cut the podcast off unless there's like any other topics you guys want to talk about any I'm pressing issues or concerns for your week <laughs> no nothing no. for me fair enough um pixels homework go watch bakuman uh, Blake right. and pixels dude really quickly go watch the boys on Amazon Prime. I'm not even sponsored. Go watch it. Great series. I really like it. If you guys haven't heard of it, it's really good. I'm hearing a lot of things about this. Dude, it's so good. Or the whatever. boys are <laughs> <laughs> Like, pretty much TLDR for, like, Blake and Pixel. I think I already told Pixel about it. But um, it's a superhero TV series called The Boys, where basically in this world there are superheroes, but they're not like super OPOP, -OP, right? Like Superman or whatever. They're more of like Batman type of people, right? They're like genetically mutated humans through like some accident that happened or whatever, and through like experimentation that made like the second evolution of humans, but they become superheroes in this world. But basically, they're still morally humans. So they're basically like what, like, 
realistically, if you guys got superpowers, it's like what you what would you actually do with your superpowers? So there's this like guy that's named like basically he's the Flash, but he's a superhero, but then he also steals money from banks because no one can catch him. Um, and basically the boys are people who have been like wronged by the supers and are going after them and like killing them like one by one or trying to kill them because they have like killed their loved ones on accident during like accidents, like accidents and stuff like that, or couldn't save them for whatever reason. Cause they were busy. So they have like, they want to go after them with like vengeance or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. Like literally within the first 30 seconds of the first episode, uh, so it's not like not really a spoiler, but like this guy's proposing to his girlfriend and they're kind of like on the sidewalk. And as he's like holding her and about to kiss her, like the Flash character runs through her and instantly kills her because he's going at like supersonic speed. Right. Oh, and, but, yeah. but then he's like, hey, sorry, I was on my way to save a plane from like crashing, basically like one death compared to like 200 deaths. Like, I'm sorry that you're. Beyonce died, but I had to save more people. And like the pop, the general consensus is like, yeah, okay, that's fair. <laughs> so like <laughs> the boys are like, these people have been wronged in that way. And they're like trying to kill the supers and stuff like that. It's based off a comic book mm-hmm. as well. So it's really good. If you like those type of comics and characters kind of like Watchmen, where it's like every character kind of has their flaws and you don't really like any of them <laughs> for like various <laughs> reasons or whatever. It's highly recommended. It's on Amazon through prime okay. video. Is it based on any like existing universe, like yeah, Marvel it's, or DC? Well, it's it's based on a comic book that I believe that came out through like Dark Horse or something like that. Okay. Like Dark Horse comic, so it is based on an actual comic or whatever. I don't know if the story is gonna follow um, anything. Not sponsored, by the way. I wish I was. Amazon Prime sponsor me, by the way, if you guys want to. <laughs> That'd be great. But anyway, <laughs> okay. With that being said, uh, want to thank Blake for coming on for the podcast. You're like six to seven people from Israel are super happy right now and super hyped. So appreciate <laughs> you, Blake, for coming on. Anything that you want to plug? Any last words that you wanted to say before we end episode twenty? Uh, thanks for having me. Is it was a a good time. Good time. Nice. Any any social medias you want to plug or any projects or websites that you're working on? I don't know. <laughs> this is what you're supposed to do on a podcast, uh... apparently. Any shout-outs you want to make? Pretty much all my social handles are Blake the Pleb. If you want to, I don't know, follow me on one of them. Wow. Yeah, that was a great one. Sometimes I post stuff. I don't know. Blake's <laughs> also going to be streaming really, really soon, guys. He's been on like a seven-year hiatus, I feel like. I feel like the last time you really streamed was like so long ago. Last time he streamed was when Justin TV was still around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Fair enough, fair enough. Pixel, uh, any last words for our audience? Episode 20 is completed. Anything else you want to plug or any shout-outs? Um, well, I mean, thanks, Blake, for joining us. Uh, it was great to have you on. Um, people can always find me on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash pixel underscore pusher 101. Um, and as far as social media, I don't have them. I don't really use them. <laughs> there you go that, that's fair um uh once again reminder before we go um we will be on for episode 21 with another uh guest pixel's friend nadia will be here so if you guys want to tune in for that i would suggest uh coming over to the twitch which you can follow at twitch.tv slash ryan kubo you can also follow me on twitter or instagram ryan kubo as well if you guys want to you can check out the youtube that's youtube.com slash s-h-i-g-e-o-s twitch tv she goes twitch tv if you want to see vods for this uh and as always check your guys's show notes for all the links to these guys social medias um other 
podcast and all that good stuff as well. Anyway, guys, thanks for hanging out for episode 20. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next episode, which should also be a pretty good one. Catch you guys later. Peace. See you guys. See ya.